What is up, everybody? If you are a fan of Star and the Real Housewives of Atlanta, you don't want to miss today's show. You are tuned in to Black Hollywood Live this week. I know you like to lay low. Hey. I don't what you bring to the table. Working hard, girl, everything paid for. First, last phone, bill, car, no cable. With your phone out, gotta hit them angles. With your phone out, snapping like you I don't know the lyrics yet. So once <laughs> I, I know either. the lyrics, I'll be able to do it with the beat. But right now, I just gotta move. <laughs> What's up, everybody? Welcome to Black Hollywood Lives this week. I'm your host, Dario Kristen. Joining me today is Courtney Stewart. Hello, your everybody. Purple, see, purple. I'm on purple today. You about to get the Prince, you know, purple. anniversary I, celebration I barely going made on. it, but I made it. I put the purple on and I'm her. All right, I see you. I see I'm what her. you're doing. Thank and you, our thank very you. special guest today, know. you know his face, you know his personality. Miss Lawrence is in the house with Woo! us. What is my camera? This one this here? This one here, right here. Right. Welcome, welcome, welcome. <laughs> Thank you for joining us. Thank you for having me. You are a busy person right now. Star, you got all kind of stuff going on. Yeah, projects yeah, and yeah, just getting projects your acting on yes, up in the L.A.s. Yes, mm-hmm. trying to do what I can while I can. You know what I'm saying? Well, whoever I have me, you know? <laughs> <laughs> well, we're happy to have you today. Thank you. I appreciate it. And I feel like, you know, it's a lot of good style in here today. I was I was waiting to see what you was going to bring me today. Too. In the studio. Oh, oh, I, was well, I'm trying I see the little leather like, jacket. I see what you got I going on. I try to be a little Relax, you know, when I'm out and doing, you know, you know, I want to do too, too. Yeah, his cute mules on. Y'all can't see them little shoes down there. Though. Oh, I love a slipper. <laughs> you know, his, you know, a lot of people don't know about me. I actually really hate putting on clothes. Like, I, the more comfort, the better. Okay. I mean, I just, I, I mean, I know, I, I know, I do it well. I put on, <laughs> I know, I put my garments on well, honey, but. I prefer a more comfort, comfortable, uh, more comfortable feeling. I feel do that, you man. just when you are putting the outfit together? Do you see it, or you just go to your closet? Do you pre-plan it? You know, how some people lay it out the night before. You one of those people just go in your closet and you're like, bam, mm, that's what bam, I feel like right that's now. That's what I'm wearing right now. Let me tell you a story. So I do both. So I spent the last two weeks prepping, trying to figure out what I was going to wear to the Glad Awards, which is tomorrow, yep. and. I got home like after I got it because I actually got it custom by this amazing designer in Atlanta named Tay Wu. And I, I got home and I put everything together. I was like, I'm scared. I don't know if I want to wear it. I done did all that plan. I ended up grabbing some crap out of my closet I already had. That's oh, funny. That's what I brought. Well, all right. <laughs> I see. Well, you probably got a lot of stuff in your closet. I know. Closet, he said crap out of his closet. I crap me. Like, like, a lot of expensive mm-hmm. stuff that everybody want to get to. I, I have good stuff. <laughs> Not only expensive. I don't have just expensive stuff. I just have good stuff. I got good staple pieces. Some are on. I do a lot of highs and lows, you know? Yeah. Okay. I feel that. All right, well, we're glad to have you today. We're going to talk about some hot topics because your girls from Atlanta is all up in the news this week. Uh-oh. And we want to talk about your starring role and all the fun stuff you got going on. So, Courtney, what you got for us today? All right, speaking of highs and lows, we are on a high this week, y'all, because the Ninth Circuit uh, Court of Appeals has come down with a decision in regards to the equal pay for uh, equal work, basically, for women because we've been dealing with a gender gap for many, 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 many moons. And they basically have determined that employers can't pay women less than men just because they made less at a previous job. Um, A woman's prior salary, whether it's considered on its own or along with other factors, can't be used to justify paying a female employee less than her male counterpart. To do so perpetuates discrimination was the quote that the court gave. And basically they that was um, a reinterpretation of a ruling that came out in 1982 um, called the Equal Pay Act that basically was saying that you could use the bre- the the 
um, her past history of salary to determine what current salary would be. This court is obviously recognizing that your past history of salary included discrimination. Therefore, your number ain't going to be as high necessarily, and therefore you shouldn't get penalized for that if you're doing the same job. So going forward, the only acceptable factors in determining pay should be limited to legitimate job-related factors, such as the prospective employee's experience, educational background, ability, and or job performance at their previous job. Listen, I feel like if you can do the job, no matter what sex you are, you get, should get equal pay. I yeah, mean, absolutely. if you're doing the same thing, you're doing the same thing. Well, this is an interesting thing, though, coming up, because that's sort of the court, and it was based on um, a case with a woman who sued the Fresno County uh, Education uh, System over her salary. And the question kind of came up is, how's that going to trickle down in other industries, for example, the entertainment industry, yeah. whereas box office has sort of been the determining right. factor for yeah. what you actually deserve in terms of a salary and are they suddenly going to try to change that up? Is that really fair? Because in the end, we still live in capitalism, y'all. I mean, we just had the situation with pay scale like as it relates to box office. Like, you know, negotiate what your set salary is definitely going to be and it should be of, you know, it should be equal on all ends. But then, like, man, when you think about Black Panther, I know we planned to talk about that earlier, a movie that's done hit over a billion dollars. It's mm-hmm. like, yeah, let's start this pay scale. So, yeah, once it hit this, everybody Body is going to get this now. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I think that would be dope. If they don't already have something like that, but I don't think they do. Well, they, I don't think they, do. they do for some people because you can you negotiate to points on the back end. Oh, yeah. But you probably so, got to be like but you got, A-A-lister. Exactly. You yeah. have well, to be up there. Well, I know that, for example, uh, the star of Wonder Woman, um, how do you pronounce her name? Gail Godot. Gail Godot. She initially got like $150,000 to mm-hmm. do Wonder Woman and then she renegotiated once you obviously saw one. how much money that movie made she was able to renegotiate her entire package so but, but for uh, for the next for, one for the, for the next, next one you're uh-uh. 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 talking about from the, the same, same movie. movie yeah that same movie when them numbers come in after that first week them first two weeks after that first month yeah, let's go ahead on and move in this bracket right here. You know what? That should be. When you think about it, that would actually make sense. Because in the end, if the movie's not going to make any money, then the producers aren't losing anything by right. having those points on the back end. Correct. So it would sort of make up for the idea that we don't know if she can open big, but we'll always give like one or two points one or on two the points. back end. Yeah. Right. You know? Yeah. So I don't know. But I'm happy, I'm, I'm happy that, that you know we are moving in the, in, the, in the right step. Or definitely, you know, this has happened with uh, the pay equality. I got yeah. I think it was necessary. And you know, when they really should go back, and I, where's my back pay at? I know, right? Right. That's the thing. Let's go but back. you know, they ain't going to do that. <laughs> <Not> <laughs> yeah. It'd be a lot of people in that line if that's the case. Yeah. yeah. But I'll be interested to see how it kind of continues to pan out. Because again, I, I'm always kind of trying to give devil's advocate a little bit because I do believe, obviously, equal pay and women have been slighted, women of color especially, sure. have been slighted hugely in terms yeah. of salary. But as a business owner, is there not something to be said for being able to negotiate on a certain level? Like, if there's a person that's willing to do the job for 35000 a year yeah. versus somebody else that's willing to do the Absolutely. job for 50000 a year, why wouldn't you be allowed to pay that $30,000 just because one other exactly. person in the un- industry in the company is already making the fifty? So that's sort of not... Ooh, there's, you know, a, there's a loophole There's there. a loophole yeah, in that, so it's not there. really supportive. And, that, and I think there's a part of responsibility that I think women will continue to build in our strength and all of that, that we're kind of stepping forward on our own, whereas you feel like you can negotiate higher than maybe what you're asking well, for. Because yeah, and I would it, say that I think that also means that women... 
when you go into these interviews, know your numbers. Yeah. Know know what they're willing to pay, and, and that's what you put on the table, I, I would think, you know, because I think that's the right. only thing that would determine somebody accepting 35000 or 50000 is this $35,000 person doesn't know that they will pay you $50,000. Yeah. yeah, but there's also always a person who's willing to take a lower salary, though. Exactly. And I think that's always going to be yeah. the case. We're yeah. just going to throw things off. Yeah, that yeah. could do the same job. So I don't know, but that's the weirdness. But I do think it will trickle down to entertainment a little bit quicker, especially with the Me Too stuff and, and that whole controversy that just happened at E with Kat yeah. and uh, Jason Kennedy yeah. and, and finding out the difference mm, of their yeah. pay. And, and Tracy Ellis Ross. So Tracy Ellis Ross and, and Anthony Anderson. Anderson. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I think it's going to happen quicker than we think Well, I wonder, though, does that, because even going back to what you were saying about sort of the standard and the scale or whatever, because technically that's what the union is there for, to give the, like, everybody got to at least be making sure. this. But the reality is, is that the union only really applies to people that are just like kind of working actors that kind of get a yes. job every. Like yeah, the correct. union doesn't apply to stars no. and people that are. They set their own rules, right? Exactly. 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 So it'll be. I don't but know. you, but you got those ones, you know, like myself that's new at this. I'm a rookie at it, you know that. I need to know every rule, honey. <laughs> I want to know every rule because I want every coin. I can't leave a dollar on the table. I ain't mad at you about that coin. Miss <laughs> Lawrence like, let me look at this contract. Can. I'm going to yes. look at this one right here and this one. I'm going to ask myself, boy, what you getting paid? Yes. Right. I know that's right. Yeah. So I ain't a, mad at you. Adjust that thought process. Closed mouths don't get fed. There you you got to speak up for right. yourself. Yeah. And know even your if worth. they, all they can say is no. You know what I'm right. saying? Like, you'd be like, I need that's to be paid $100,000 to sit at this table every Thursday. There and, you go. You know, that's yep. what you got to say. They could say no. I never then you, <laughs> like but, then, but, no, but then you got the fear of uh, negotiating yourself out of the job. But see, that's, that's but thing. that's the fear that has also kept women that's in the position loophole. that they are. You know yeah, what I'm saying? That's another loophole. It's yeah, like, you know, you know, they can say all day, you know, yeah, you can no longer you know, offer a salary based on someone's previous uh, experience or previous jobs or whatever. But then, you know, I still ain't going to hire you, though. Yeah. Right. You know? They're like, yeah. oh, you asking too much. Right. But that, but that's the reality of, you know, at will employment. Yeah, it is. You know? It All is right. what it well, is. We'll see what happens. All right. Well, speaking of at will employment and losing jobs and getting jobs and all that, <laughs> the Real Housewives of Atlanta, y'all, they was in the news this week. And people still talking about what went down because the reunion, episode one, aired on Sunday. And we got some interesting news. First off the top was Miss Kenya Moore announced that she would be okay on the actual show what she had said was that she would be welcoming a child <laughs> yes. at the end of the year right yes. right and everybody was like oh congratulations girl but what that mean though like you pregnant right now oh, and she kind of just was like child. i don't want to talk about it right. you know yeah. whatever yeah. and so we yeah. didn't know if that meant you still in first trimester like you don't want to announce for real for real yet because that's a scary period we didn't know yeah but then somebody was on twitter because you know the twitter world went you know crazy like you're pregnant yay and so people were asking like so what that mean girl you got a surrogate like what's going on Kenya Moore took to her Twitter and told us very directly she said quote no surrogate but maybe my next one so we thinking that that means (laughs) she got a bun in her own oven and she doing her thing with her new man Mr. Mark Daly yeah what you know Miss Lawrence well, what, <laughs> you just went right in. Listen, you know, I mean, listen, listen. can he hear the? You just well, went. You didn't give a chance here, to. Here's what I know. What I do know is that pregnancy is a very sensitive thing for women. Mm-hmm. You know, physically and emotionally. And I think you know, I've always heard you know heard that you know you shouldn't say anything until for sure. after not the first trimester. The first you're not trimester supposed to even say anything about it. But you know, in Kenya's case, that's a really tough position to be in because when your job. 
um, you know, revolves around everything in your personal life. It's yeah. like, how do you, you know, how do you balance yeah, that? Yeah. You know, my prayer is, is that, you know, she is pregnant because that's, that's what she's been wanting mm-hmm. um, to have her own seed and, 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 and to be fruitful. And, you know, hopefully everybody will wait until it's time for her to really, really give a full oh, reveal, you know, reveal. just yeah. out of respect. You yes, know? yes, we appreciate that. And we also appreciate that this news might be the reason why we will get to see her next season because there were some rumors floating well, around. Yeah, I heard, yeah, heard about that. Rumors. There were some rumors yeah. Yeah. because <laughs> the husband wasn't wanting to film right. and yeah. nothing was going I, on. So and then that's know. another, like, that's, that's such a tough position because it's like, you know, you've been on the show all these years and you've got nothing but scrutinized about, oh, sure. you know, whether a relationship yeah. was real or whatever it was fake. And, you know, some people, someone referring to her eggs as rotten eggs. Yeah, and, she yeah. gets, and, you know, she it, you know she finally <laughs> finds, you know, love and gets married. And then all of, you know, she's like, you know what? I'm not saying nothing. I need yeah. to make I need to make sure this is all the way right. You know, mm-hmm. I get it, but it's again that's a tough situation because your job is what you signed up for is you know to lay it all out on the table. So that's yeah. you know it's 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 tough. You have to, I guess, take the lesser of two evils. Is it maybe sort of? Yeah, sort of. I, I guess. Know. I mean, okay. So we you know obviously see the Kenya on TV, but how do you feel her, her motherly skills will be? You know, you think that she's... Gonna- I'm actually friends with Kenya, you know, uh, in real life, and we've been friends for years. Uh, Kenya is a nurturer. She's a very she smart like woman, and um, she's very generous in, in her teachings, and so I think that she will make for a great mother. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I can see we that. all want to see all of us fans since the beginning. Yeah. We are so glad, girl. Yeah. We are yeah. like, yeah. yes, the man is real. Yeah. The baby, please let it be. Because she deserves, like, especially the story with her mom and all of that. Like, I yeah. want to see her win mm-hmm. with a baby and have a great relationship with a kid yeah. just because she, unfortunately, yeah. was not able to have that herself. So, yeah. congratulations, girl. We're excited for you. Yes. Somebody who is not quite excited, according to Love B. Scott and Ms. Sheree Whitfield, because Ooh. it's looking like she done lost her peach, y'all. We'll sip this right now. She was on the show for the first four seasons, and then she went bye-bye for a little while, and she came back as a friend, and then she came back as a full-time peach holder for the last two seasons. But it appears that she did not get that pickup letter in the mail that the other ladies got. And some people are wondering, like, what? Why she got prison bay? Like, why is she getting kicked off the show? So y'all gonna miss Sheree? I mean, I, I, <laughs> I hate to see anybody lose their job. You know sure. what I mean? I, I really do. And it's... You know, I don't know the reasoning behind it um, because I, I watched some of this season. I thought I thought Sheree was pretty entertaining. I mean, yeah. she she stayed as a mess hunter, or as they put it, uh, she, was she stayed carrying bone. Yeah, she was a bone collector, collector yeah. mm-hmm. and stuff. So I'm just like, wow, I wonder what happened, you know? Well, according to the media rumor is that it, it revolved, the decision revolved around her boyfriend. and the, But the, that's the, the most exciting. Like, but, but he didn't, but apparently they couldn't film a lot of his stuff. Or he, I don't know if he doesn't doesn't want it filmed or what all the legality well, with it. But him, with him being in jail, in jail, they somehow, uh, the rumors that Bravo didn't really want to associate as much with out. that. Because yeah. he was supposed to get, he was hopefully going to get early release, but apparently that didn't work out. And since that didn't work out, they're like, well, we're not going to keep filming. Yeah. Keep filming this guy in, in jail. jail. Maybe they thought it was sending a message that, that you know. 
Yeah, and also yeah. they said it could affect her storyline because if he's in jail and not filming most of it, most of her they said most of her storyline rumored to be for next season would have been revolving around him. Uh, so if he if you can't really film him or, or they're choosing not to film him. What's your story? What's your story? So, what's your story, mm, girl? Is the house as long as the house is paid for before this is all? Went I don't down, know. That's all I don't know. But the house is. It appears beautiful. Yeah, I would yeah. love to see it. I don't, I don't know. It looks it huge, huge and huge yeah. and not cheap. So I don't. Good luck, girl. And, I, and there's no more she by Sheree. Is that? Well, she said yeah. she got joggers. You saying that? I ain't gonna lie, now that shit was fun. Can I cut you here? <laughs> oh, yeah, yes. please do. Now that shit was fun. Sheree, one of my friends, too, but now that was some funny shit. Andy Cohen said, Sheree, what, what, so where is She by Sheree? Like, what happened to She by Sheree? Uh, uh, the oh. joggers. Oh, uh, joggers. <laughs> and this is that. What? Joggers. Uh, <laughs> lifestyle. Lifestyle. <laughs> what uh, does that mean? You know, yeah, what does uh, that mean? Uh, athletic lifestyle. So, yeah. And Candy's like, well, you didn't really make it clear. She says, oh, you weren't clear. <laughs> I was clear. I answered the question. He said, well, when will it be ready? Uh, September. September. Uh, spring, summer, September. What? <laughs> spring, summer, September. All right. We were so confused. Oh, I rewind that thing we about so- ten times. See? Now, what she was try- what she was wanting to say was, I'm doing an athleisure line for She by Sheree. And hopefully I will be able to debut it in the spring shows, excuse me, in, in the September shows for spring and summer for that following okay. fashion. So she calendar. just momentarily loves her Yeah, I just think English it language. was an articulation okay. issue. You know okay. what I mean? The yeah. question maybe was asked to her too quick. Yeah. Threw her off. Yeah, you know, threw her off, the, yeah. The brain fart There you second. go. All right. That's well, a, well just because you are here and you was with Atlanta way back when, you Sheree OG. used to seem like, I mean, them first four seasons, Sheree was oh, there honey. and she was with it and she knew that now she act like she can barely speak, mumbling stuff, running around in sweats all the time. <laughs> like, what's wrong? What happened? No, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, <sighs> I don't. I don't know. I, I mean, maybe like life just happens. Life, I don't know. Sometimes life, it does. It, it does. Yeah. Especially when we found out all that stuff about Bob. It was a lot. But dang, yeah. girl, yeah. I just I wanted her to stand up and come and bring it and wear them joggers. I want a jogger. Yeah. Stand you up. know, I, I think it's important when people decide to do reality TV or actually any form of entertainment where you um, are you're easily susceptible susceptible to judgment. Sure. It's important that you pay it no mind. Yeah. You know what I mean? And I think Sheree is is one who is always trying to be cognizant of what somebody might say out of every word mm-hmm. and you can't like block that out yeah. and say what it is you have to say. Yeah. That would make sense. Especially on reality TV. Like I yeah. think that's just that's impossible. Yeah. I, mean, I mean were you always like that at the beginning when you first started the show? Were you able to just separate the two? Or were you did it take you a little bit of maybe reading something that you were like, you know what, let me just not even worry about... No, I never cared. I grew up that way. I I grew up in the South, flamboyantly black and gay, and I just never... And how I got on Housewives starting out, it was just, you know, I was offered to come on from Bicharet because I was her hairstylist, and she's like, I need you need you on the show with me because they didn't try to build my story. And I was like, okay. I just do what I've been doing, and I, you know... I wasn't a housewife, so you know they weren't following me around and no, right, or nothing like right. that. And honestly, I've never given a damn about what nobody ever thought about me. You know, That's good. I knew that all of my intentions are always pure because I was raised that way. And so, you know, I don't care what someone thinks ever. Hey. hey, everybody needs to listen That's to that. That's the way to live. That's yeah. the way to live. <laughs> the only way to live. That's a little less stress in life. <laughs> you know, I don't right. care what you think. So what? All right, but last but not least, at the reunion, who got best dressed? 
You know what? I thought Portia looked really beautiful. Right. I love that purple. And the gold crown. That royal purple. Yeah. I didn't, I, I didn't, crown need, I didn't need that crown. I didn't need that <laughs> crown. Didn't need, okay, I thought Portia's gown was the most pretty. I thought Candy's glam was the yeah. most gorgeous. I thought she looked absolutely beautiful. She did. And um, that's, I think that's all I can give give anything to. Okay. Okay. Yeah. okay we'll I like that. I, I liked Marlo's, Marlo's dress and her little bit. It, it could have almost been a little bit overwhelming, but it was beautiful. Whose hair do you think was most snatched? Um, that's a, I think it's a tie between Portia and Candy. Okay. Yeah. Okay. All right. Portia for the win. Yeah. <laughs> okay, I know Candy did. I guess right even. Here. Yeah. Well, we're going to get some more of those questions, too, because um, we want to talk about you and being on Star, but we're going to finish up a couple of these topics, uh, one including the ER Web Story Spotlight of the Week. Ah! ER Web Story Spotlight of the Week. Miss Lawrence mentioned this earlier. We were talking about Black Panther a little bit. Well, Black Panther has killed the game, as we knew and predicted. Uh, it is now number three of top U.S. box office movies of all time. It actually pushed out Titanic. Titanic. Wow. Uh, it yep. is currently globally at <laughs> $1.29 billion and still making some coins. Still making coins. Oh, yeah, let me get my attorney like, on the phone. Can somebody yeah, I, take I, me to what I was an extra in that movie. I was just an extra and I want my money. I know that's right. I know that's right. I'm going to sip to that. I know that's Please. right. Please. Wow. So the number one movie, I'm going to have you guess, because I don't want you to see, don't, don't cheat. Okay, okay. And don't look at my income tax I form. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I wrote my notes on the back of an income tax form, y'all. Because so we here. ethnic over here. Uh, okay, so what's the number one movie of all time, you think, of U.S. box office history, if, if Black Panther's number three? Is it, was it Avatar oh, or Star Wars? Look at you know. Okay, so I know those gotta Star be Wars two. is number one. The Force it's Awakens uh, and number two is Avatar. Oh, there you go. So Avatar. they on the, they on they are on track to, to about to beat them. Yeah, they on track. Wow. On track. So wow. and now people are all excited about this. You know, obviously we know it's changing the game for African Americans in film and TV and all that kind of stuff. But some critics have fear because now they're saying because of the success of Black <laughs> Panther that they're afraid that now people um, or studios are not going to put as much focus on movies that aren't just the phenoms, the guarantees. So it may be... That aren't um, all black all, cast. Either all black cast or also Basically. just are not... They may It may be a good movie and not just it, like profiled to be making $1.29 billion. Why? You know, that that that's just a bunch of BS. You know, you're afraid of doing this and doing that because this movie is on 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 track to surpassing uh, Star Wars or, you know, whatever See, the movie is. I'm glad you said that. BS that's fair. That's what it is. Thank you. That's Pick, what I think. I'm glad you said it. Y'all picked that fair. up because, number one, say it, but you that said it. entire article was such bullshit it because was. that theory has already existed since the whole, that's like, BS. Marvel franchising thing blew that's up BS. in the early 2000s. You know? People, studios do not do a lot of investing in smaller movies that make, yeah. they've been not doing that. It right. has nothing to do with Black Panther, yep. so don't try to put that on Black don't Panther. Don't do that. You can't put it on Black Panther. The only thing this movie has shown and proved is that, honey, I'm taking back everything the devil stole from yes. me. Yeah, no, that's right. There you go, babe. That movie just, only thing that movie did was just show everything that we have been doing and can do and just can do. At, at, as, as a people, you know, with an Absolutely. all black dynamic cast of beautiful, brown and red and bronze hues, you know. Yeah. 
It's about that time. time. Well, I also think it's just messed up. It's, you know, were they saying this when Star Wars or no, when Titanic broke the record? I started looking back at old articles. I was like, maybe there's something. Maybe I'm not going to make it racial when I first read it. And then I was like, nope. It ha- it, no. Because it's Studios Black have been yeah. doing now, that now forever. They, there was a whole article. I think it was either George Lucas or Steven Spielberg. I'm pretty sure it was George Lucas who was talking about the fact that Hollywood is setting itself up to be destroyed because they're put, they put all of their investment in these huge like Marvel-type films, those big summer blockbusters, and that's where most of the investment goes right. because they don't build up smaller films yeah. and independent features, and it's hard for independent features to get financed. That, so that's that a crock of bullshit. Well, well, yeah, yes and no because I mean they do spend more money whether it's whether it's a Black Panther or any Marvel yeah. film, they do put more money in those, and then you have some independent movies that are, that to me are so worthy of all of the things yeah. honey, mm-hmm. that they that they don't put money behind. But yeah. No, you're, you're absolutely right. I'm. I'm. I'm tell you what. I'm waiting on. I'm waiting to see this Black Panther two, honey. And I want. I want. I want to get me a. <laughs> I'm trying to get. I want to be in Wakanda. I, want, I need with to be. You. Yeah, I want to be a Wakandan. Listen, you know? We need to get our shoulder dance. Let me be a Wakandan. You know. Yes, please. <laughs> <laughs> I'll bark too. I'll bark. I'll crawl. You know? I'll bark and give me some back end money. Once I do all that too. Y'all get me out of the alcohol here. Queens cry. Right. A, a queens. A queens rule. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> yes. That is what we are looking for. Okay. I'm feeling that. I ain't mad at you, Miss <laughs> Lawrence. <laughs> no, let me get my plug in, honey. For real. I'm going to make sure that contract get them coins. right, baby. Mm-hmm. Yes. Them coins right. All the you know? <laughs> I ain't mad at you. Uh, all right. Our last story of the day is, um, I thought this was very interesting. We obviously are in the middle of a, a very big uh, um, gun problem, uh, gun control. Yeah. We've talked about this, I feel like, every day and every week. Uh, well, there is an anti-gun group called Lead to Life. Uh, they have put a different spin on gun control because what they've done this last couple weeks, they actually met with a couple leaders and also uh, one of the daughters of Martin Luther King at his celebration um, a couple weeks ago in Atlanta. And basically what they're doing is they're taking gun metal and, and melting it and making it shovels to plant trees around different cities. So this is what the spokesperson for it said. Uh, The concept of turning guns into shovels refers back to the Old Testament scripture that spoke of people who beat their swords into plowshares, thereby turning weapons into instruments that benefited human life. Mm. What do y'all think about that? Turning the guns, man. Well, now my question is, I mean, listen, I I, I love the sentiment behind the movement. Um, But now, how does that aid in gun control? I guess because people are turning in to refurbish their kind of they're doing yeah, but I think they're also doing the it similar to back in the day. I think in L.A. where they had the gangs come and try and to right. turn over yeah, some guns. guns. Yeah. So, so basically, it is <laughs> to win over people who have all of these guns, semi-automatic, exactly. yeah. automatic, automatic weapons, and all that type of stuff. Maybe like you know. Trying to convert them over, maybe. To, maybe, to do yeah. That, like, like know? maybe I, I would use an example of someone in Texas who has a gun rack in the back of their their, their truck, and they maybe have a couple handguns that they could pull out any time. And this would be the opportunity to get rid of some of those guns. Maybe it's gang. But now, what do what people. do they want to? Because see, my understanding is the 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 reason the gun control is so out of control is because the people that have them, they they want them. They want them. That's so I, don't, I, don't, I think it's. I love I mean, it. Listen, I think it's. I my grandmother's it. got a gun in her closet. She ain't giving that gun up. You to see what I'm saying? She ain't that, giving it up. But to see, melt. that's what I mean. I'm, I'm, 
For a shovel. No. Not for a shovel. No. It's just symbolic. So she's going to put a bowl in your ass and you come it's up in her house. Symbolic. It's just okay, so, so it's sort then, of like... So then there... Okay, so I would also love it if there were... If there was a, like a whole like annual mo- memorial thing where all of these people come together and plant certain trees and stuff. You know, maybe... Because I'm just trying to figure mm-hmm. out like... Yeah, I I don't know the more details about that, but I think that I actually like is a that, brilliant yeah. idea. Like if they were like to bring annual every annual yeah, thing, every like victims thing. of gun violence to Absolutely. the memorial to see where the trees are planted, yes, whatever, correct. like to take it to that level. So I don't know if they might yeah. already. Be and that may there. be part of it because I know that the event that took place at the King Center um, for it was, for nonviolent social change. It was the anniversary, of, was the anniversary of when Martin Luther King got shot. I get it. And it's, well, they said a lot of the families of victims of gun violence and police shootings were there. So, so did I they think plant that's a probably... tree there, like in that space? Is that what they did? Or did they just like opened it up there? They opened it up there and then they're going to. Because I'm thinking, like, you know, like, yeah, like, let's go to Chicago. Yeah, let's it should go be to in the every city. For sure. I think let's that's, go. from what I'm reading, that's where it's okay. going. It seems like Love that's where that. they're going. Yeah, they're Love starting that. there. That's kind of the introduction, and then it's like leading into Love other that. places. What's the name of the organization again? It's called Lead to Life. So Google Lead it, you know, it. support Lead them. Gotta start somewhere. Gotta start somewhere. You know, seriously. Gotta start somewhere. So I'm all about that. And because I was reading, I was like, 1.5 million uh, people have had gun deaths in the U.S. Like, yeah. that's crazy. Yeah, that I mean, 1.5 million, that's ridiculous. That's we gotta crazy. stop that. All right, now it's all about Miss Lawrence. Yes, it is. We've been trying to get you in the studio for a while. So we, you really? know. Oh, yeah. That's crazy. Why, 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 you know, you're always why, in Atlanta and the touring. Well, now that's, that part is true. Yeah. I don't really get out on this West Coast that much. Mm-hmm. But now you know you're starring, obviously, on Star. Yes. And now how did that come to be? I mean, when did you start to want to be an actor, actress, you know? You know, I've, all, I've always had a strong interest in um, in performing arts. I went to a performing arts high school in Atlanta called Tri-Cities High School. And... Um, I took musical theater there, and I did some musical theater once I got done. But you know, I left it alone and got into the beauty industry, where I stayed for for twenty years. And um, it's it's funny how things just come full circle. I left uh, I left the arts because you know I didn't I didn't feel like I had a place. Mm-hmm. I felt like I didn't have a place. Um, just out of you know, out of being rejected so many different times in different ways because of who I was as a as a nonconformist, as a as a black gay nonconformist, and um, I left it alone. I left it all alone, and I got into the beauty industry because I I was also very infatuated with that culture. The beauty yeah. industry is a culture of its own, and it was actually there where I found Miss Lawrence. Because a lot of people think mm-hmm. that Miss Lawrence is like this, you know, thing that just came from TV. And I know it was it was out of honor to women. Um, it was, you know, the fact that I just loved uh, servicing women, and it was it was a black woman who first ever accepted me, that was my mother, uh, for who I was. And so, you know, I, I, I never had a desire to be trans or, or anything like that, but people just would call me like Miss Lawrence because, you know, I was always very in tune with my femininity and my feminine side. So it was like Miss Lawrence. I'm like, oh, yeah. So I just, I've been being called Miss Lawrence for years, and... Um, from that, going back to Sheree, uh, Sheree was one of my clients in Atlanta. Um, I had a very, you know, I had a large clientele, um, and Sheree brought me on Housewives with her from that. Um, Andy Cohen, uh, I like to call him overall father, bravo, but anyway. (laughs) We love Andy. Uh, You know, Andy Cohen, um, he was so just enthralled with me and he just loved my personality, so, you know, fast forwarding, he offered me Fashion Queens along with Bevy Smith and uh, Derek J, our other co-host. And 
from that show, that garnered the attention of Lee Daniels. He was a fan of our show, and he's also very close friends with Bevy. And he reached out to Bevy one day and, and asked her, told her that someone told him that I could sing because he was thinking about a project that he was going to do that he put on hold now. And um, she was like, oh, my God, yes, like a bird. And he had me to record something and send it to him, and I did. I sang Sylvester Mighty Real in okay, my hotel Okay, could you give us just a little sample I'm, of... I'm so hoarse right now, I don't <laughs> We got plenty of water for you, Miss Laura. It's just no, like 30, you 20 seconds. I, like, I went out last night, Uh-oh. <laughs> and I went to a ball, and I was chanting and screaming. <laughs> um... I don't know if I can I can't do mighty real because that's too too much high in my register. I can do um, mm, everything must change. Nothing stays the same. Everyone will change. Nothing stays the same. Oh no, that's all I can do. Listen. <laughs> <laughs> we went to church up in here real quick. I thought it was and Sunday. So, Wait, what's today? Uh, right. Thank you. And so from that, he, um, I sent it to him in like, let's say a month or so later. I ran into him at, I was speaking at the NAN convention. I was speaking on the panel about um, dismantling homophobia in the black community. And he was being honored at the gala that night. So I went and... Um, he was like, listen, I've been thinking, I'm trying to figure out what I, I think I want to put you on Empire. He was like, I think I want to put you on Empire. Um, I'm trying to work that out, so I'll be in contact with you. That same weekend, like before I left, he called me and he said, listen, so you're going to be on Empire first episode, season two. He said, I'm trying to get Fox to let you sing. Um, I haven't gotten approved just yet, but, you know, Leah, my sister, who's overcasting, will be in contact so Leah called me and got everything set up. Um, still didn't know exactly what I was going to be doing on there, um, but I got there. I went well prepared, honey. You know, I had to drunk all my teas. <laughs> got the hot drunk water. all my teas and the hot water and all that stuff. I got my garments ready, and I get there. I literally, when I walk on set, well, they had sent me the script, and I walked on set, and I see Lee laying up on top of this piano, and he's like, is Miss Lawrence here? Is that is oh hi baby? Listen, this is what I want you laying on this piano, and I want you to slide off of it while you're singing "Mighty Real" by Sylvester. Do you know Lola Falana? I want I want you to use that reference. Somebody pull up Lola Falana in that video that I'm talking about. Pulled it up, and I'm like, okay, got it. Did it? Had to do it like. Ten times because you know when you're when you're shooting those shows you you, yeah. you know you have to go all these all different, different angles, angles yeah. and see because I was a, a walk on guest and you know they wasn't putting me in no studio to record so I had to sing a cappella back to back every time honey. oh wow oh yeah every time and so he was just so impressed and just loved it and, and Jesse my brother Jesse Smollett and Gabriel Sidibe were just so warm and welcome and inviting and it made it really made me feel like this is where I belong yeah. and from that I, I came on to do another episode of Empire and then he um, told me that he had been in the works with a new production deal with Fox to do the show called Star, yep. and that he had, he think that he had a, he was, he said, I think I have a role for you, and it's a permanent role, so I have to make you audition, um, because Fox is gonna make me make you audition, and um, he explained the character to me and what he was looking for, and we collectively came up with the imagery of of it, because once oh. he told me who Miss Bruce was, you know, who she, he he was very very uh, 
He was very specific when he said, I don't want glamour. I don't want polish. I don't want to see Miss Lawrence. I hmm. said, okay. And I said, well, I know who that person is. You know, me growing up in the mm-hmm. South, you know, being a little bit in the streets, not fully in the streets, but a little bit in the streets, I knew who that I knew who that gay man was yeah. that mm-hmm. was, you know, slightly unkept, but very witty, you know, um, nothing but street sets. You know, I knew who that person was. I knew what it looked like. And so I went home and put all these different looks together and, and you know, I went to the audition and that was it was history. History is made. Yeah. But having been like you said, you went away from acting and think all of that yes. for almost twenty years. Yes. To come back to it, was there any moment of apprehension right. for you? How did you deal with that? And, and then it's, having it's to go audition. Very surreal. It is still very surreal. It, you know, it's I retired from the beauty industry literally about six months ago. Um and it's it's it was, you know, I've I've I had some real moments, you know. I mean, moments of of happiness to tears because, you know, I'm like, out of 20 years of my life was dedicated to something that has in turn got me to this place. So, you know, anytime I go out and speak, my message is always when you stay the course and you remain honest with yourself, um, you know, it does. The universe does not return your work back void. Like it mm. doesn't happen that way. Say that again. And and you know, so you, my gifts made room for me. You know, and it, it was all timing. It was all God's timing. You know, yeah. you know, maybe it wasn't for me to go on back then when I had first started in musical theater. He, you know, I don't want you to do that just yet. I want yeah. you to wait. You know, and now you know. While we still have a lot of work that has to be done, um, in in the space of having. Uh, visible images of, of of black gay characters like myself, you know, we've come a long way, you know, and I'm I'm just I'm just still in awe every day that I'm able to be a part of that. If you could yeah. write a, a storyline for yourself in the next year, what would it be? Oh man, it, you know, it's so many things I want to I want to I want to get out. You know, I want to I want there to be a storyline about mastering the relationship between the black straight man and the black gay man. Hmm. And what exactly does masculinity look like? Right. And who's actually entitled to it? Because I think, you know, because of, you know, false teachings, we got it so twisted and so backwards. You know what I mean? And I think that's a, me and my brother Jesse had actually talked about doing a documentary on that. And, and you know, hmm. who, what masculinity looks like on every type of person, especially a straight man and a gay man. You know what I'm right. saying? Like that's definitely one storyline. Um I want to tell the fun the fun stuff too. You know, I want to talk about my old days, honey, when I used to pump the <laughs> honey, when I used to pump the streets down in Atlanta, honey, down there on Broad Street with a juicy couture jogger suit on, honey. And I'll throw some TMs on but my my juicy couture jogger suit was like fitted, honey, because I always had like a soft I always had like a soft feminine shape, honey. And I would just pump the streets. I would wear hair back then. I, I wanna tell all those stories too. And, and, and not because, you know, it's just it, it it's a it's a story for so many uh um, you know, individuals like me, you know, I'm like, it's, it'll just be so entertaining. It'll, be, it'll just be so real, you know? Yeah. What's something you learned from working with Lee? Because I heard he has a very intense regiment with the, the yeah. way he has things running on those ships. Yeah. And what did you learn from him in that process? Show up stripped of everything. Really? Mm. Show up stripped of everything. Don't come to this place with any of yourself besides your talent. You know, um, if he says... I don't want 
any makeup. I don't want any, take the nails, I'll take it up. Do it. Because I've learned by watching back, when you look, you're like, oh, wow. This is how you get this to be so real. And his one of, one of his greatest pieces of work to me was Precious. And when I look at that movie and I see how he stripped Monique, how he stripped Mariah Carey. Yeah. And how, I mean, honey, and, and it was so real. Yeah. yeah. It was so, I said, oh, that's, that's it. That's, that's the, that's the, that's the sauce. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, we loving what you're doing. And, uh, Thank you. you know, we got to have you back. And, I can't wait. Especially sure. when that album comes out. Because I know an album. Oh, yeah, I'm working, when is the I album coming? Stuff. I'm working on some stuff. We, we're just trying to figure out, I want to make sure that when I do it, I have my exact sound. I can sing. I can yeah. sing. I can do, I do that part. I can sing all day. But, you know, I think what gives you, um, Longevity is making sure that you have your sound, making Absolutely. sure that making your sure. sound is people can identify with your sound, making sure they know that it's you, opposed to, you know, just putting out stuff just because, right. you know, you can. No, I want to make sure I have my exact sound, my right sound, yeah, to make sure it makes sense. Well, we've been waiting on it since Closet Freak. Thank so. you. <laughs> Thank you. Wait, one last question. If you could give any celebrity right now a fashion makeover, who would it be? Hmm. Who would I give a makeover to? I, I, I can't. I gotta be. I can't answer that because I gotta be honest with you. Even I, I used to say this when I did fashion queens. I really don't give a damn what nobody wears. I don't care. You like? It's all I don't of, care what you have on. As long honey. as you just have the attitude. But you, to wear. I mean, just look right in it. Yeah. Yeah. That's all I got to just look right in it. Well, who's know? inspiring to you right now? Yeah. Or just killing it. That you're like that. They know who they, they are. Know what they, doing. they got something special. You know who I've always loved, and they. They deliver on point so well every time. Is that Angela Bassett? Oh, mm-hmm. psh, Angela's fire. Yeah. I mean, because I'm Always a per- I'm day. a person that's all about head to toe openness, honey. And Angela, <laughs> she gives you she that. You yeah, know, I love Rihanna. Rihanna is such a huge risk risk taker. Um, she's not afraid to go there and push the envelope. You know. Um, it's, it's quite a... You know, I, I like seeing Michael B. Jordan on red carpet. Michael's Don't we all, too. honey? Love seeing Michael B. Jordan <laughs> He's on red carpet. He's going it. You know. Um, yeah, you know, I like... I, who makes me smile when I see them is Nick Cannon because he always... He's always bending, you know... He's always he has some interesting the, looks. He does. Yeah. He's yeah. very yeah. fashion fluid, and I like it. Yeah. Even when some of them, I'm like... Mm, yeah. Only Nick can wear that. Yeah, maybe. yeah, only yeah. Nick can wear that, but yeah, no, but yeah. he kills it. He Where kills it. Yeah. Where can fans find you? Oh, my Instagram is Miss Lawrence ATL. My Twitter is Lawrence ATL. Um, my Facebook is regular Lawrence Washington. Oh, I do have a fan page on Facebook, Miss Lawrence, on there. Yeah, I gotta get better with this. Do you come in back to fans? Not negative stuff. Sometimes I do. Okay. I don't, sometimes I, you know, sometimes I respond. You know, I might do like a heart or something like that. You know, it's hard to respond to everybody. Right. Yeah. It's a lot. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I'm sure your phone just is all kind of messages. <laughs> Alerts all the time. Alerts. <laughs> all them Asking all for them advice. DMs. Oh, the DMs. Oh, it goes down in the DMs. DMs. <laughs> <laughs> Courtney, where can fans find you? You can find me all over social media at Stuart Starlet. And you can find me at Dario Christian on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. I don't know if we're going to get any exit music. We, we need to go out to Drake. I know. Can we go out to Drake? Apparently not. We apparently go not. Okay, we're going out to this? Okay. It's cool. Let's just Sorry. do this. Just fine. Fine. Thank you, know. you so much for joining Thank y'all for having Thank me. Thank you. We're going to have this you back. Amazing. Oh, please do. Check them out on Stars. Tonight. Tonight. Yes. Miss Lawrence. What time does it come it. on on the West Coast? Because I don't know. Uh, nine. Nine o'clock. Nine o'clock. Because it comes on after Empire. Uh-oh. There you go. There you go, Anthony. Yeah. 
Yes. I love this damn song. Oh, you can't hear it. Song for y'all to cut up to, you Yeah. Everybody get your motherfucking roll on. We would like to thank you for supporting Black Hollywood Live, the first online broadcast network dedicated to African-American entertainment. For questions and comments, contact us, info at blackhollywoodlive.com. Like us on Facebook, tweet us, or Instagram us at BHL Online. And I am the official voice of Black Hollywood Live, Scipio, Instagramming, at KingXOBay. Thanks for tuning in. Hollywood Redefined. (laughs) The views expressed here are those of the host only and do not necessarily reflect the views of BHL or its owners or principals.